0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: Welcome to the Out of Spec Podcast. This is episode 10. We made it to the double digits. I am joined by Mike Breeling, Ben Spreen, and my brother, Austin Schiefer, and we are going to talk about cars, as you knew. Uh, we're going to talk about car shows, criticized. I mean, talk about the new Subaru WRX, um, look at zeros, minor <laughs> updates to their older models, and much, much more. Uh, so let's jump right in. But first, we actually have a sponsor, uh, and they are called EV Wash. I don't know if you guys have heard of them at all, but um, they are kind of you know, targeting the EV crowd mostly because of the, I guess, eco-friendly nature. Um, So the thing about EV wash is they have actually aluminum bottles and they are refillable. So you can actually reuse the bottles over and over again. They give you like a wash kit um, and then they have these biodegradable, basically paper bags of the solution, the interior cleaner, the waterless wash and the glass cleaner. You can refill your bottle, and use it over and over again. It's actually a really nice bottle. Um, so yeah, I've actually been using it to clean Kyle's Tesla pretty dramatically, pictures to come in just a <laughs> bit. But yeah, give them a look. Um, and they actually plant one tree per bottle or pouch sold, which is pretty awesome. So get the uh, EV wash kit, it comes in that cool bag you can keep in your car. So thanks to our sponsors who support us and use this. Use the code out of spec. capital O, capital O, capital S, out of spec 30 for 30% off a wash kit. All right, let's jump into some cars. Um, first, what have we been driving? I think, Mike, I recall you saying you've driven a Tycon recently.
1: Yeah, so uh, this past week, I had the chance to finally get behind the wheel of a Tycon. I was uh, super excited. It's a car I've been wanting to drive for a long time. Uh, but usually the local dealer near us uh, sells every single one of them before they even come off the truck. So have not really had an opportunity uh, until this past uh, weekend. And it was only about maybe like 15, 20 minutes of seat time. But it was enough to get an initial impression of the vehicle based off uh, what I experienced and heard from others who have driven it. And the uh, the one that I drove, I actually think I have a really bad potato picture of it on my Twitter because it was actually in a car show uh and then we were able to drive it afterward because it was the last day of the show uh but it was a 2021 uh tycon turbo in uh chalk over bl- the black leather interior with the carbon fiber accents and the sweet mission e wheels uh really really good spec uh car and honestly for a first time experience at tycon pr- a great one to experience uh full air suspension Porsche Dynamic Chassis Control, uh, four-wheel steering, which is something that I've never actually got to experience driving any car before. Um, This bit of sticker shock—I mean, it was like $185,000, which is not a little amount of money. But I completely understand why people buy a Taycan. The build quality, the acceleration of this car is pretty insane uh i mean i have driven and been in p100 dl's i've not driven a plaid i think this car is just as fast as those p100 dl's and it has what's also called porsche like sport sound so you kind of can hear it like rev up and then there's almost like a gear change because all tycons i believe all of them have a two-speed uh gearbox so it's kind of unique in the electric car sense that there is a bit of theater about it when you're nope, stomping on that uh, accelerator. Uh, even when you're coming down and decelerating into a turn, you can kind of almost hear like downshifts when it shifts back down into that first gear. Um, and with the uh, Porsche Dynamic Chassis Control, or PDDC, this car has a lot of acronyms to it, like all Porsches, it stays extremely flat in the curves. Uh, What's even better is, is on the uh, OLED display that's in front of the driver, you can actually bring up a graph showing you how hard the, uh, that dynamic chassis control is working as you turn right or left. (laughs) It's pretty interesting to watch. Um, And then the four wheel steering, I've, like I said, I have never driven a car uh, with four wheel steering on it ever. And, It makes a world of difference. I don't it'd be honestly on a sports car like this or a sports sporty electric car. It would be hard to own without four wheel steering after experiencing it. Uh, As you turn, you can feel the rear end come around in just uh, like it's like it's sliding around you. Uh, It's a it's a very weird feeling. I think it's something you all should get to experience. Um, Definitely eye opening for me because I've heard Ben talk about four wheel steering a lot and Kyle and though the cars that they've both driven. Um, but for me, this was the first time and even at low speed. So we did have to go around a traffic circle. You can feel it making the turning radius of the car even a little tighter. Uh, it's kind of it's just a very, very cool technology, uh, but blown away by the build quality as I should be. I mean, it is a Porsche. So top notch materials, top notch build quality car was very solid, um, unlike a lot of the other you know, the other big-name Tesla that's out there. Their cars, to me, are still not that solid. Uh, you can push on everything in this car, and there's no creaks. There's no rattles. Uh, very impressed with the Taycan. Super glad I got to experience it, even for the brief time uh, that I was able to drive it. Um, but I totally want one. I can never afford one. Way too expensive. And as soon as I got home from driving this car, the first thing I did was try and build like a base model rear wheel drive. And it's still like a hundred thousand dollars. So
3: You don't need a, don't need a house.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You live in this car. I mean, it is <laughs> one thing that I've always been surprised about Ticons is how tiny they are in person. Like I always, mm-hmm. in pictures, I kind of felt like they're a big car, but we you know you can kind of see that guy over there standing next to it. I mean, it's a pretty low car and, In this picture, it's actually slammed on the air suspension, which is good.
3: Yeah, I mean, when you see it next to a Panamera, I feel like that really highlights how much smaller the Taycan is, comparatively (laughs) speaking. It's not even that much smaller. It's just slimmer in, like, every way. Um, (laughs) To where I see a Panamera now, and I'm like, "Ooh, gross. Unless it's the, uh, I like, guess
2: that a Macan? yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like the the wagon version, but um, that's a gorgeous spec. Mm. I, I actually still don't like those wheels, but the chalk color, chalk um, is wonderful. There was a Carrera at the at a car meet I went to this past weekend in chalk, and it was like he just got it like a week ago. It was stunning, especially at sunset. That's so
1: awesome. yeah. the what's funny is we were actually driving this car out of this convention center and. Nobody looked at the Audi R8 that was near us. <laughs> Everyone looked at this car driving by, probably mainly because of the weird noise it kept making. Because we had the sport Porsche sports sound on, so it was uh, it was definitely a head turner for sure.
2: So does that the sense. Porsche Sport sound make turbo noises too? Because I mean, it is a turbo, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> ha, yes, nobody's heard Porsche that. Oh naming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. it, uh, it, if only it made little blow off noises, that would that, be pretty upsetting. <laughs> <so laughs> I, I what I will say about the wheels on these cars is this is just that wheel design you can get in different finishes. If you get it in all black, it looks really good. Or if you get it in the satin gray, it looks amazing. That's really what should is happen. Is that
2: there. white in that, or is it a match chalk? I can't really tell That's, from this picture. Uh,
0: if you don't option anything on the Mission E wheels, they're going to be black spokes, and then the silver, like metallic silver, is what the barrel oh, edges okay. are, um, which looks good, but chalk, I think, on that car in the photo, the chalk looks so close to the silver, but not quite that it, it feels a little off. Yeah, it almost so looks almost like they're trying it to paint match. It. Yeah. yeah, you can paint match it from as an option, or you can kind of not match it. I feel like... Having something close, maybe not the right way to spec your car. I
2: think black or chalk would have been the way to go. But, Mike, everything else about that sounds like a really beautiful spec, especially the chalk on black with the carbon fiber. I feel like that will look the part for sure.
1: Yeah, I wish I'd gotten a picture of the interior, but it was just kind of a last-minute thing that I was able to even get some seat time in it. So I just got in the car and drove it instead. The only thing I wish about the interior is that it had, like, deviated stitching, you know, if I want to get really into no, my $185,000 car. I think I'd want it my way.
0: <laughs> you know, it's now available for 2022 model year if you uh, want to place your order. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: wow.
3: Well, I've been driving Kyle's Tesla Model 3. Um, I had just gotten it at the last show, and now I've been driving it a lot um, and also working on it. So I basically had suspension dropped, front removed, which actually when you remove the front, there's a lot still under there, like my neighbor walked over and like legit thought that that was the engine. And I mean, it's, he's like half right, I guess, but you got
0: all the cooling (laughs) and the front motor and air conditioning and ventilation. It, the front trunk is really easy to take out though. It comes out as like one whole thing. It's like four bolts.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Super easy. Uh, it's like once it took about two hours now that I've done it, I could probably do it in like 40 minutes. Um, just because I was figuring out all the bolts you needed, and the the freaking the thing that took the longest was the speed wire sensor, uh, speed sensor wire that goes like basically along the control arm and along the part to get all the way to the wheel. Um, but yeah, once it was replaced, the squeak was gone completely, <laughs> like it should be. Um, and then I went further and took our uh, <laughs> EV wash kit and. So this is these are some before Ooh. pictures which I showed some Ooh. earlier but that doesn't look very white anymore.
1: <laughs> There's um, a lot of wear on this. That that's
3: side. that's the f- <laughs> yeah. It's just dogs.
0: Yeah. This is the car being used as a tool and
1: nothing else.
3: <laughs> yeah. This is this is Kyle's heavy use Model 3. Um I mean it's
1: a 90,000 mile Model 3 and it looks like it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, so now it is effectively detailed. I should have taken a before picture of the trunk. It was basically coated in white dog hair. Um, <laughs> and now it's like nearly new or about as good as it's going to get. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. It's a lot.
1: It's a
0: That's lot an endorsement out. for the EV wash right there. Looking at yeah. that, they, What are the three bottles I saw?
3: What were the three cleaning uh, solutions it, to offer? Yeah, it was the interior wash and then exterior waterless wash and then window cleaner. Oh, so, perfect that's you need. literally yeah i i used it all and or not all of it but probably a good amount of it actually you should probably <laughs> order some order some replacement pouches but yeah it's it's literally his car is looking nearly good as new i feel like mm-hmm. um so I had and a shout out to
0: drew at martian wheels because those wheels look excellent yeah for car.
3: Very yeah good. i i shot um i don't think i can share them yet but i shot new wheels martian that are coming out with for the plaid um so I, that, that was my first experience in a plaid. And that was, I mean, I feel like Kyle's car is fast. And then I got in the plaid and then I got back in Kyle's car and I was like this slow little piece of... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, fun little photo shoot. Um, and I'm, I mean, I really like it. It's just a simple, I mean, it, it's like a fun appliance. Like it's still an appliance, but it's really fun to drive. It's It's plenty quick. I mean, you really don't need anything faster than... Performance model three. Um now we want We're, something fast. Yeah. You can I don't know you, you can know want, I'm with you, Jordan. You, you can need want faster. faster, but need-wise, I am always beating everyone off of every line and getting where I need to go is this pretty crazy.
2: Coming from the guy that dailies a Miata, though, in most cases. So <laughs> that's <laughs> true. And it My... would feel fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could get a corolla
0: xse and be like wow this is wow. blazing uh you
2: got a v8 in there?
0: no guys you don't understand the Prius is actually really fast
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's got the hybrid motor in it lots of low <laughs> um
3: and i also i mean this weekend was like so much car stuff um we had la d'elegance in denver um so that was a lot of fun i um Well, yeah, and I had a neighborhood car meet too. So that was kind of fun. Uh, There's a lot of car enthusiasts in my neighborhood, actually. Um, So that's where I saw a bunch of different Porsches and really old, like, vintage stuff. Um, And then some classic American muscle, of course. And just a weird variety of things. Um, But Concours d'Elegance was definitely my highlight. Um, So I arrived in a Tesla Roadster with my friend who owns this. Um, and so it's like bright green, very, uh, attention getting, finally saw my first Countach up close. Um, it was pretty, pretty interesting and (laughs) yeah, very worn, which is cool. Like it's been driven a lot. It had a lot of miles on it. Yeah. I like that. I appreciate it. saw one of these for the first time, the, uh, super Liguerra DBS Volante.
1: It's I'm, a big name, but I think you nailed it. Yeah, three
3: hundred fifty thousand dollars of Aston Martin beauty. It's like five stage paint. It's ridiculous,
0: um, but it's pretty. Oh my gosh, interior. that's a nice interior.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'm sold on the quilting there on the seats or the diamond stitch. Oh, but, but the
0: color though.
1: Yeah, know, the, the color is, fine. The color
3: color is gorgeous. Nice deep brown. Um, but yeah, the quilting just continues. Eb- I mean, center rest. The thing on the door, the door car. I mean, they were like, how much quilting would you like? And the person was like, yes. So they just kept quilting. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was a gorgeous car. Um, I also saw I mean, I've seen these a lot and there everyone criticizes them. But I love the look of the I8 Roadster. Um, oh, I do, too. I'm just a huge fan. The guy who owned it was kind of interesting. I guess he sold the Roadster to the, the Tesla Roadster to the guy I came with. And he has the new Roadster in order, and he just complained about Elon the whole time we were there. <laughs> just, like, how his car is delayed. Uh, <laughs> well, it's been four years, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and so many others are upset. <laughs> he, bought, he bought this car as they, like, tied me over for, like, two years. And now it's been, like, four. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I'm stuck with an i8 Roadster. It's like, well, there's other options out there.
2: You could be um, stuck
3: with worse. The most interesting yeah. vehicle was this Pikes Peak Porsche.
1: This is all Ben's alley right here.
3: Yeah, this is mm-hmm. powered by effectively eight zero motorcycles powertrains. There's eight ZF motors right there. Um, four of the big batteries, which are equal to like, yeah, eight of the normal batteries, two in the front, two in the back. Um, it was fascinating. And they're looking to bring it to Pikes Peak next year for the hundredth run. So are wow.
0: they, they so they just bunch of motorcycle batteries and stuff? And huh. the
3: original transmission. So, that's what? Yeah, that's a 915, I think. Um, so, it, yeah, it's really there. So, they have a
2: uh, handle that much torque. I
3: think they have a 935 transmission as a backup plan. And then plan C <laughs> is like a completely bespoke transmission.
2: But yeah, it's still
3: just a, you know, the original transmission still running. So, they're doing. Wow, that. I don't
1: know if I. <laughs> what? Like, how is that? I don't know if that's a good idea or not. <laughs> I, they
3: didn't either. Like, they put it, they left it in there for testing, and it just hasn't broken yet. <laughs> it's like, okay,
2: I'm, I wonder how so, hard they tested good. it.
3: <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. They sourced all this from zero. Like, zero is helping them build this, which is awesome. They're helping with the software and everything, so it's a fun little joint venture. Um, that's
1: very neat.
3: Saw my first RS four. Um, the guy also owned mm. a uh, Carrera GT. And he also owned the Lexus LFA, the first one I've seen. So
1: two of my all-time favorite cars back to back right there.
3: Yeah. What a what a garage. And then some think, really yeah. so oh oh this one really too. Uh what is this? Audi Quattro something. Audi uh, Quattro. Yeah. Just just gorgeous. White on white. Uh and then I saw some really weird things I want to show is you that guys. A
0: Panas? Yeah. Oh, I'm jumping ahead. P- <laughs> That's P- really Panas weird Pencanous. esperante
3: yeah. i think it is yeah yeah funky i'm so to me this there you is go, ben. There's your
0: convertible this is Mazda. I've driven one of these and they are the weirdest is this one a supercharged ford motor by chance yes okay um, so i guess they're all yeah. the same then
3: so it, to me it looks like mazda rx7 got with a ford thunderbird like the latest model thunderbird <laughs> and this is what happened I always it's, think the
1: back looks like a Miata. Yeah, definitely yeah.
2: NB Miata vibes yeah.
1: for sure. call that <laughs> wheel fitment, though. <laughs> yeah. um, and
3: that then nice the Rocion, which is the successor to the Noble. This is one oh, of yeah. 95 oh, cars cool. made, I think. It was gorgeous. I dig um, that. And then, uh, of course, kind of my looks colleagues
1: like... actually has a Noble uh, oh, yeah. that he's owned for like 15 years now. Uh, I forget. I think it's the M or the M four hundred, or it's like an older yeah. one. But whatever that one was based off, it was the one that he has. Yeah, and it's really cool. And he says it's awful to drive in the summer because it has no air conditioning <laughs> and the exhaust. You sit right next to it, so you just cook the whole time you're in the car.
3: <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, and then I saw Dino. Oh, it's goodness, it's goodness, one
1: that's th- beautiful. One wow. of the most beautiful
3: parts pieces of styling, I think in the automotive industry. And then um, a sob I'd never heard of before.
1: Is that um, a Sonnet?
0: Yes. Ah, oh, I know yeah. one fact about these because I nearly bought one. And <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> but, you know, what if it's obscure? I'm, for whatever reason, drawn to it. Um, these had a V4. Yeah. Yeah. Is that <laughs> not an inline four, not a V6, a V4. I, I don't know why. I just... Yeah, the only other car I've heard with that. <laughs>
2: they're very funny. It's very ugly. <laughs> it looks like it could be amphibious.
0: It, it does. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it it, the it whole does thing. look like an amphibious project car. The whole <laughs> thing. And the, uh, the trunk both. opens in the weirdest way too. Like you. Oh I, I what? Funny and see. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's not the most practical like cargo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like how two of these completely obscure cars. Ben was like, "Oh, is that a?" And just knew exactly what it was. <laughs>
3: And I had to finish with the legend, the M1. Uh ah, uh, oh, that's just it. Beautiful car that's it's it for me. Right yeah, yeah, that's the color too. Uh, yeah, that's
2: it. That is the build. This car has six hundred miles on it. He owns it
1: and won't drive it.
2: So I bet he'll, that'll sell on bring a trailer for a million dollars. Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, he, that, <laughs> yeah. That one's probably like almost a hundred thousand dollar car today. Yeah. He's yeah.
2: like. Driven ones are going for like 50s,
3: 60s. I should have taken I, a picture of the interior, but I couldn't get myself to because it annoyed me so much. He left the blue, weird, translucent plastic on all the metal.
0: No. Oh. No. It if it's been on that long, it's not going to peel off well, then it's just going to make it bigger. Yeah, mess that's it. It,
3: it, The middle of the steering wheel is the BMW logo covered by a blue piece that's actually a square. So the corners are just like flopped up. And it was the. I was like, "What is going on?"
0: <laughs>
1: I'm I, hoping that he gets like the oil changed and fluids changed on it every now and then. But
3: yeah, hopefully. But what a cool car! So, so anyways, cool, yeah. had to had to mention that I'm a huge fan of. I mean, just car shows. I, I mean, I go to cars and coffee all the time. All sorts of car meets, but everyone can show up. Versus Concours, it's like, at least you have a more unique group of people because. You have to pay to get in, so it's not just someone bringing their, I don't know, Ultima. Honda Honda Accord that they slap wheels on. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Civic Si,
3: which happens a lot,
1: but yeah. So I mean, that's very cool because you got to see. I mean, an LFA. I've never seen an LFA in person, and I heard Super it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, Oh my god, that exhaust. That so. And- the Carrera GT, I mean, if I could buy any car in the world, it'd be a Carrera GT, to be honest. I like it. Ben, I don't think, really cares for those cars too much. Uh, I, I, I mean, the
0: it. Carrera GT is very cool, but I just have a 918. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick my Porsche supercar. Yeah, I'll go yeah, super, them uh, them I'll go super uh, uh,
2: I guess. That yellow No, I that like Carrera. that 918
0: V8. That's a really great—it's like a 9,800 RPM V8. It's awesome. Uh, you know 10 cylinders that's not really a porsche thing in my world it's it's not a it's not there for, i mean the the history behind a, a gt engine is fascinating but uh, just to burst that bmw 1m guys bubble um like <laughs> a, er, earlier this year one sold on bring a trailer with 4400 miles same color for seventy-five thousand. so you know hmm. I, I don't know you can look at inflation and whatnot i i feel like you'd be better off driving it a
2: Absolutely, you know, that's yeah. one of those. You, cars have, you where gotta have you're a four-mile
0: not... car, or a couple thousand, but like a three hundred range, you didn't really do either thing well.
3: Well, yeah, and he he said he's look he's actively looking for another one to drive, which I respected because um, uh, I've, I've actually,
2: just
0: I've actually, well, I've <laughs> actually <laughs> met,
3: I've met people who bought two Honda S two thousands when they came out and kept one in the garage, and so it, it you know they sold it for much more than they bought it for on bring a trailer and so it's like i guess they they kind of got for the other one yeah they got two for the price of one so i guess that makes sense it's kind of sad because it's a driver's car but i don't know (laughs) Uh,
0: i think the the rule is unless it is an incredibly special car you should probably drive it because chances are you're not even going to beat inflation after like five ten years there's that yeah uh, crazy low miles, special edition Corvette Z06 or whatever that sold in Brigham trailer with like four miles on the odometer. Like it was dollied its whole life, never moved anywhere. And yeah. that one sold for, I think basically what it was adjusted for inflation. If you put that same money in like a portfolio or just like, I don't yeah, know, cars will a basic that, like, index almost should be doing never, way better.
2: Yeah. Almost never. There'll be a better investment than like yeah. an actual investment. And especially if it's a car as okay. good as like a one M drive it, just drive it. Well, speaking of terrible investments,
3: <laughs> Subaru. <laughs> Wonderful segue. Subaru has debuted the twenty twenty two WRX, and I don't know what. What do you guys think? I, I, I can't, it's hard for me. Like Kyle doesn't care about looks. I care a lot about looks, and it's hard for me to like get past the looks. Like it's, the it's cladding.
2: It's the one hundred percent the cladding for me.
0: Yeah, it just. I don't know. It so, doesn't look right. Okay. the I've white owned. I've never seen the white. The white makes me completely like it all of a sudden. I hated it in the orange. So. <laughs> wow. You know what to say anymore. I think that looks cool. <laughs> that, that's a change.
3: Well, that, that's the thing. It's not that offensive, but I feel like it's not hmm. enough of a departure from the previous one, but I guess they've been so cat like gradual in their updates. Um, but one of the things is like the Honda Accord taillights I, I don't know. It Looks
2: like the new BRZ. I actually like the rear end quite a lot. I think it looks really cool. I honestly want to see what it would look like with a wing. I, yeah, I think that, that, that tiny little, little
3: that tiny little lip
2: spoiler. Yeah, I, I mean it, it could be one of those things where I just don't like the dimensions in pictures. I think it maybe could look better in person, but I just like I'm very opposed. I think it's because of the cross check. I just really don't like the cladding on the Subarus um and that's to me what always made the wrx's and the sti's really cool is because they never had it Where like the outbacks and the checks always did and that kind of made them seem a little bit i don't know sportier yeah um but i, I don't know i'd really want to see it in person before i make a judgment call on on my opinion of the looks but at a glance i'm not a fan
1: yeah, yeah i mean in fairness i don't think any wrx has ever really looked good. I mean, they've all Subaru's kind <laughs> of always fair. been out yeah. there. you know? That's, not, I that's think not
2: what they're known for. The best
1: generation was probably the Blabai. Uh, in my in my eyes, that mm-hmm. was one of the good, best, better looking Imprezas. Um This one, I don't, I guess they're just following Subaru's design trend with the black cladding. I agree. I think without it, it would look a lot better. At the same time, I don't necessarily hate the overall design. Um, I think when you see an STI, they probably will get rid of that black cladding and put a big old wing on the back of it and hopefully do something with the rear diffuser down there. I think it sticks out really far. None of the photos probably really show it well. I saw a photo on Twitter of someone who stacked up a bunch of like monster energy drinks in the back of it. I was like, oh, (laughs) we figured out what the bumper's for. I was like, I never even realized it stuck out that far.
3: Um, So here's a... Uh, kind of a mock-up someone did it's very subtle but he kind of shrunk the lower rear cladding to make it n- not quite as tall he made this spoiler more of Squish. like an integrated ducktail like the yeah, super uh, you other the than lights too yeah um and he and he lowered it a little He just did very minor improvements which mm. i do like more than the other one for the most part but it, it's it's not bad So I I know I'm coming at this from someone who generally just doesn't like Subaru looks, anyways. So I understand my bias. (laughs) Uh,
1: I think the biggest affront to this car is the base infotainment system looks awful. Yeah, (laughs) it looks so bad. Like Honda and Acura could not get that dual screen thing to work, but Subaru Infinity still. Yeah, or Infinity. So I don't know why Subaru brought that into this car instead of just their one screen. I don't know why they needed to add the second. I'm sure you can get the big 12 inch screen on some of the upper trim levels that alleviates that problem. But ah, Subaru, come on, you can do better. You are you can't do better. We know you can do better.
2: <laughs> Mike, I am curious. I think that could be where, they're, where they go with the STI is they remove the cladding and make it look like a whole lot sportier with that. Um, and maybe that would be another reason to get people to upgrade to the STI.
1: Yeah, I, I do think that's probably what they're going to do. And I, it'll, I think that'll look a lot better. And honestly, people will just pay to upgrade because I'm sure a loaded version of the WRX is probably within a couple thousand dollars of a base STI at this point anyway. Um, so, I mean, it'll be interesting to see whenever they do announce it. I do know that when they upgraded the motor in this car, so now it's a 2.4 liter turbo. They got barely any more horsepower out of it. And I'm assuming that's two kind of protect the STI uh, the next one that's coming out otherwise this would be a 300 horsepower car which is basically what the STI is right now.
0: Part of me thinks at this point with four cylinders getting as powerful as they are maybe Subaru was a little ahead of the game when they were offering 260 whatever it was early days horsepower wise because now like you think about it a four cylinder that makes 300 horsepower uh, you've got like a Porsche Boxster or Cayman and then like everything else is going to be like a highly strung 2-liter Jag or something kind of weird like that. Mini, uh, the Cooper, Alfa Romeo. JCW. That's, yeah, are... that's like a really hot horsepower number for a 4 owner. So maybe it's just sort of without getting into unreliable territory. I'll say know, that's, that's definitely been Subaru's downfall
2: is that unreliable territory. When... So this
3: is the same engine as the new uh, BRZ in 86, right? With this... a turbo on it, I think. Yeah, yeah. with a turbo. Um, and the, so they still have the six-speed manual, which is great. And Or you can get the Subaru Performance Transmission, which is a CVT, but that's the name of the CVT. So I see what they did there. Gotta love that, yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Subaru just needs to give everybody what they want, a Crosstrek wilderness and throw the turbo motor in it, and a manual, and you will never sell a WRX because every single person is going to go out and buy a Crosstrek. Hatchback. version of it especially out here <laughs> or just bring a hatchback I think it's yeah, they never idea. will
0: great as a hatchback but i don't know why i agree i yeah, agree ben. they never will i think now's the time for that i think the enthusiast market for these cars now is in in the place where they that's cool again and they could do that without much risk um, you know it's not like they're offering a bmw hatchback it's, you know it's, it's a server. people kind of look for that stuff um, yeah. mazda 3 hatch i think is done rather well i imagine as a very good
2: looking too
0: yeah um, I think it's actually got enough power overall. I feel like it's it's going to be a fun little car. Still,
2: I mean, we can't put too much stock on how they look now because they won't be stock for long after they're sold anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't but, matter. They didn't we'll, have to do any effort. Yeah, in they, the tuning they didn't have to do anything, design. Yeah. They knew someone was going to buy just, it and do all that.
2: Wide body kits on it anyway, and massive wings put on after the fact. And they knew it was a blank exhaust. canvas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're just giving it to the what what you might call an artist with a vape
0: <laughs> makes sense you know um, i would have liked to have seen in this um like some cool use of mild hybrid technology like give it a little 20 horsepower electric motor or something in there to like boost it up when you're you know so you don't have turbo lag or something i, I feel like that could have been a way to add a horsepower without making that engine way more highly strung um i mean i know Subaru doesn't have a whole lot of electrification going on because they rely a good bit off of, like, Toyota's development, I guess, Fuji Heavy Industries or whatever. But still, I think that a little, like, electric boost button on the server would be pretty cool. Yeah. Just a thought. So we don't know pricing yet, and we also don't
3: know what the STI will be, but this is, you know, another – it's an update, so I think it needed one. Um, and I'm just happy to see it still has a manual, so – I am. I would be really curious yeah, to drive this back to back with the previous one because they say what was it seventy five percent more rigidity or something like that. Oh, um, that would make
0: a good difference.
3: Yeah, and twenty eight percent, twenty eight percent overall torsional rigidity, and seventy five percent increase in suspension mounting point rigidity. So That's lowering a lot. lowering the car center of gravity. I'd be. I'd love to like go experience that and see if I even notice.
2: Probably would. I have um, driven the. Uh older generation wrx and it was fun but it definitely didn't feel the most taut and direct i would say um in comparison to like i don't know jordan your miata or my fiesta um so i don't know maybe it could sharpen it up a little bit and make it really nice from the factory yeah
1: yeah i mean i uh i actually owned a 16 wrx that i bought new a premium and brought it out to Tail of the dragon and the uh Really out there, it was fine. Like, I thought it did okay. Um, so I think these improvements will help help it a lot. It did tend to, you know, be feel a little understeery, but it's an all-wheel drive car, so it's going to do that. Uh, the biggest complaint on the motor was just it had, like, a dead spot in power. The very top end, it's like just nothing was there. So that's why most people end up tuning them anyway. So hopefully the tune on this motor uh, from the factory is uh, just a little better overall. But I think the handling updates sound great and definitely overdue because I believe the chassis of that car was old and now they've moved over to their whole new platform. So, uh I mean, it's still exciting and I'm a Subaru guy. I've owned three, three of them. So definitely. Sounds uh, like
2: Subaru is making a shift towards handling like in a big way because I've heard great things about how the new 86 handles with that mm-hmm. a little bit extra power and just the chassis itself. So maybe they wanted to try to change the reputation of the WRX to be a better handling car
3: well we have another bit of news that just dropped yesterday um but no one really noticed because it's extremely subtle um zero who i'm a huge (laughs) fan of the brand just updated their 2022 model year um s ds and dsr which are some of their i guess older i don't know what you call it like they've had these for quite a while um and they are they were lagging behind both zero's the rest of their lineup but also the competition um, and unfortunately they still are so they finally did give it uh, let's see the last picture they finally gave it a screen with a full color TFT screen um, but that's really the only change and some other colors um, which I as I was writing this I went back and forth because I was like they already look so good and I don't know how much you can change the styling of a motorcycle like, you don't have quite as much to work with as a car. Um, that's but true. at the same time, Zero's other newer bikes, which are, I guess, more sporty oriented, um, look amazing and do look very updated. And they have things like LED lights, these still come with what halogen is that? what? <laughs> it's <laughs> that yeah. is an
1: affront on an electric bike, it Not is any electric car that's an it, affront to have a halogen light,
3: yeah. And this. So they haven't changed the design since 2014 at all. Um, every every year, it's been a slight variation in color offerings, usually one or two colors per year. Um,
2: Sounds like Nissan.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it felt kind of like Nissan, but they're it's hard because like they're so fun and so good. I I'm not that mad, but. I was really looking for a DSR improvement versus this is their... Where is it? The SRF is, like, one of my dream bikes. Um, and this is, like... I, I think this looks far more aggressive, far mm. more... I don't know, just mean It does look a lot better. Fun And, like, they dressed up the battery. Like, the other one, it's just kind of... I don't know, you... It, in this photo, it looks a little better, but in person, you can just see this like square black box, sort of hidden by black plastic cladding. Yeah. yeah. So I, I know they can, but I guess it's R and D, and they are one of the cheapest electric motorcycles in the scheme of things. So you have to give them credit for that, retaining their place at the entry level buyer's market. Um, they're significantly <laughs> cheaper than the Harley Davidson and.
0: Energica and a bunch of those. So I, I guess and it's, they're one of the few that has anything off-road-ish, you know, dual sporty. Right. Yeah. Now, which is kind of a yeah, cool, cool area to have. That's that that's I think the best type of bike in my mind. But yeah, oh
3: yeah. This DSR. That that's why I wanted the DSR to be updated, because I want one that is super cool, futuristic looking, but also you know it's 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 fully adjustable, show a suspension. I can go full soft on a trail. And I've taken this on many trails, and then you can jump back onto the road and do zero to sixty
0: in three and a half seconds. Like it's it's a beast everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so uh, and
0: they've got uh, maybe it's one of these models. I thought it was the FX. I don't remember what it was, but there's one model where the batteries are removable, and you can take it out and like hot swap them. Yeah. I spoke F- to a gentleman who lived in a apartment and they so they didn't have a garage to charge in, and he had a zero, and that was his commuter, and he pulled the battery out every every time he got home bring it up plug it in and repeat which actually was a very interesting way of adding an ev to a kind of typically incompatible living situation yeah it's oh, really cool, cool. i think he had two he might have left one at work plugged in or something i don't remember the charge time so he's saying like he charges it at work and he just switches them and alternates yeah this is this is the fx um it's their like
3: actual dirt bike and it has a hot swappable, smaller battery, seven point two kilowatt hour, um, and it's, yeah, it's it's brilliant. And you can actually, when you order it, you can order like an additional battery, so you can have one to like hot swap. Um, the FXS is the same platform essentially, just for the street, like street tires, um, same concept. This one actually has a oh, three point six. That's what he had. Yeah, it
0: looks just like this one. Actually. Yeah,
3: with the empty oh. slot, so you can add in a second one or leave it open, save weight. Like there's there's options.
2: That's cool. That is very neat. I dig that. I'm yeah. surprised
1: I don't see more of these zero bikes around. I don't know if I've ever actually seen one in person. It could just you kind be of didn't notice not them. Yeah, they, yeah.
3: They, they look like that's my issue with the the DS and the D and the S and the DSR is they look like so similar to most other motorcycles that people don't notice until like I I took this to the um, car meet in my neighborhood, and. It, me pulling up was the only thing that made people realize it was electric because there was no sound. And then, you know, if you're a motorcyclist, then you you can usually look at the exhaust because a lot of them are like, Oh, what exhaust does he have? And it's like, (laughs) Oh, nothing. Uh, (laughs) Atlas. (laughs) It's deleted. Yeah. (laughs) Go straight out the bottom. Uh, yeah. (laughs) So I, I do, I hope they continue to develop their styling. like the, all the rumors were that the DSR was going to be the next update. Um, because like the FXE, which is what i went out to california to see that was a really cool styling change and took it kind of to the uh, like kind of super moto futuristic i dig that yeah and it's subtle compared to the fxs but it's just enough to make it look fresh and unique and i mean this thing was the coolest thing ever to ride because it's like less than 300 pounds Um, wow still insanely fast um so like this would be great around town Uh, and i just hope the rest of their lineup goes kind of this direction um so we'll see but it's cool to see what they have done they've been in this game for 13 years um so it's they have a lot of r&d that's why they have some of the best powertrains but i guess where they lack is just styling because they I mean, it's fine. I guess people aren't complaining. Maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I forget how long they've been around. To be honest, I mean, I don't look at you no know, motorcycles very mm-hmm. often. It's I don't know if I would. Lo- I would personally like something like this. I think. I think as like a, just a commuter, a daily driver, like this makes a lot of sense and probably to a lot of of people. Um, and even just the other day, actually, my colleague and I at work were talking about zero motorcycles and how. Uh, interesting they are and that he actually wants to buy one. And this is from, and you no, know, he's older than I am and he's super into electric cars and he really wants to get this electric bike now because he doesn't live that far from where he works. So he's, it would make a great uh, rider for him, especially cause he doesn't need to go on like a highway or any huge major roads for any long stretches of time. Yeah. Um, my, my biggest concern about any motorcycle is just other people around me. Um, but I think it's very cool and electrification on a, in, at a motorcycle like this is, is very smart.
3: Yeah. So this is the concept zero unveiled. Wow, that that's was sweet. so cool. It came out a couple of years ago and they actually showed it at like a, I don't know what it was called, but it was a show with mostly Harleys and like leather and it was just completely <laughs> out of the blue. I love but the everyone. Headline. Yeah. Everyone was so drawn to it. So that's what they based to make the FXE. And they, they definitely did some of that, but they couldn't follow it to a T um, just because of cost and re- like safety requirements and everything. But um, I, I do like where they're going with it. So we'll see. They So one of the rumors was this summer being a new DSR because they filed the patent for X, FXE at the same time as they filed a patent for DSX or something like that which people thought would be just the new version of DSR, but we still haven't seen anything. So Mm. we'll see. But on that EV train, um, there's some updates to the whole GM Bolt EV battery recall, which we actually haven't talked about on this podcast, I don't think. Um, But that's some of the big news in the car industry right now is the massive recall for Chevy Bolts. Um, which is kind of unfortunately taking a hit on people's, uh, reactions to EVs in general. Um, and it's, it's not helping the case of the people who are super concerned about, I don't know, fire or anything like that. Um, even though most cars, most EVs are extremely safe and over-engineered to that regard. But I don't know if you guys have seen much of what the recall, what happened, um, but I guess <clears throat> what was the issue? They GM first said don't park in your garage and charge, like they said charge outside or something like that. They did
0: well. Here's the thing. I, I, now maybe I've been out of the loop, but I don't recall bolts catching fire frequently. Originally, you know, it is it something that yeah. happened with age? I guess. The yeah, the, there was
3: just a couple examples, I think.
0: Yeah, like, like it I was think- like one offs and, and you now <laughs> yeah. it's maybe it's just because it's news and it's in the cycle. It's it's like how Tesla fires are one off for the most mm-hmm. part, but they're reported every single time. Maybe it's not that
2: way. It's uh, that was my least favorite thing when I worked there is everybody these are the cars that catch on fire, right? I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean statistically they're the
0: opposite, but yeah.
2: <laughs> it was it was absurd. Um yeah, I, I think it's definitely one of those things where they did a recall just to be safe. Um, and because they chose to do the recall, um, now everybody is thinking and very paranoid that their car will catch on fire, and then it just kind of runs with it because fires are exciting, right?
1: Well, even yeah, before the, the, the recall, there was, wasn't was like the remedy just, oh, don't charge your car to over 90% state of charge or 80% state of charge. And it's the cars it's that
0: a, with I certain was, yeah. battery yeah.
1: packs made between a certain time, like there's a defect in them. Um that would cause like the breakdown of the pouch pouches in their battery. I'm not too familiar I'm not too very technical yeah, with the battery pack, but the module
2: was- in some and then they're replacing entire packs in others. So and like the older models are getting all new packs.
3: Yeah. Imagine yeah. your EUV bolt,
0: which you just received being recalled um i i've be. heard from some people who are trying to capitalize on this and buy a cheap bolt to have around that getting them insured with certain insurance companies is a bit of a challenge at the moment actually which is definitely yeah. something to be aware of if you're thinking "Ooh, i spy a deal right now you may struggle to insure it at the yeah. moment depending on who you're wow the,
1: that's an interesting tip the estimated cost 1.8 billion dollars yeah to- yeah replace every it's single battery pack.
2: every volt every older volt is getting one and then the newer ones are just getting the module but it's those probably those uh all of the older volt 17 that's, that's really causing the um the the cost to drive up and that that's just so crazy to think about because that, that's the equivalent of swapping drive. it'd be like diesel gate for volkswagen almost where they're swapping drivetrains
0: on so much
2: and so, on yeah. the
0: plus side, a battery swap is a fairly easy task on a vehicle like that. You know,
2: yeah, that's um, true. It's not hard, but expensive.
0: It's coming at a tough time as well, which is kind of unfortunate in the the general car market and global situation with production issues. Being as you know, resources are spread thin globally. It feels like, and so it's yeah. uh, that's unfortunate because they are you know, for as much fun as we can poke at them for the lack of a good charging curve still like they're great cars and the people who own them love them. So, you know, they have not made a bad product at all. It's a great product. It's just uh, a little unfortunate and it seems to be more due to the, you know, it's outside of general motors control. You know, I think it's more the LG. um, Yeah. Than anything. Yeah. It's, it's the, and so there's a
3: couple cases of fires where they investigated and found the issue and then after so what caused the full recall was a few more fires that were already double checked happened and so that was when they were like okay we just need to recall everything which Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's a scary scary decision
1: (laughs) especially i mean if that's your only car like you went out you chose to buy uh, a bolt i mean a bolt i'm sorry and uh to be your daily driver like you live in an apartment or you live in a house with a garage and oh, plug it in every night. It'll be super convenient. And uh, now, well, you can't plug it in and don't park it in your house, park it on the street. Don't drive it below 70 miles, state of charge. I mean, that, that's definitely frustrating for the owners of those cars. And I'm sure that there will be some kind of uh, legal action getting put together by some lawyers out there already, I can oh, imagine. Sure. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I think the silver lining I see to this is there is a recall. It's happening. And it's going to get taken care of eventually for everyone. So, you know, at least we do live in a, a society where that is a thing and you're not just, oh, well, good luck with your car that catches fire. Go look on the, the Facebook owners group to learn tips how to not make it explode. You know, could be yeah. that way, you know, depending on if regulations went the way some people probably wanted them to go at points. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like
3: this is normally not something we would talk about, but... I did finally want to bring up Apple's electric car <laughs> that is almost similar to the roadster been talked about for so long. And it's never, at least the roadster has a, you know, prototype. This still isn't even really confirmed by Apple. Um, <clears throat> although, you know, everything's public as far as who they're hiring and they have people on their team to make an autonomous vehicle. So it's, it's all but confirmed you could say. Um, but I, I would be curious to see, You know, how they would feel in this realm because I mean, it's not exactly car related, but Apple tends to not be first to the game for a lot of things, (laughs) but they tend to be really good when they get there. (laughs) And so it's almost like they let other people put out certain features or even a type of device, see what went wrong and address that and fix that, um, and then sell really well. So it's interesting that we have this huge E.V. push. So many companies are coming out with EVs. Everyone either has one or plans for one. And then Apple's watching all of that unfold, and they're watching other companies that haven't made cars before, which would be Apple, um, just to see how they're tackling various things and seeing it's almost, I feel like they're just like watching and learning while simultaneously developing, which is honestly not a bad way to do it. But I don't know if you guys have seen anything about the Apple car. There's really nothing to say. There's no.
0: I have. I don't think. uh, And I know there's been so much speculation and rumor. I don't really understand why Apple would make a car. So I have like a lot of doubt about this still. Because one, they don't have a distribution and service network that applies to it. So they're going to have to do that. So there's this huge capital investment to like get to this point. It's literally starting a car company. The only difference is you have a trademark at this point. Yeah, so that's
1: exactly what I was thinking. It's it like,
0: doesn't really make sense for a company that profitable to get into a industry with relatively low margins overall and that has huge costs of R and D. Part of me thinks that the more likely thing is they're going to just be developing like in car technology systems or something that they want to sell to say Kia and Hyundai. And instead of Apple CarPlay, you have Apple Car OS or something. That and and maybe they want to get self drive or something. That could be a thing, but I don't even know if I see them investing in that super, super heavily. Yeah, it's funny. I it says Machine extra... learning is more useful for them than self-driving yeah. technology is.
3: And that's what and they could do. Room. Like like the Sony car, the Sony concept that they put out at CCS, or whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> CES. CES. Uh, yeah, not CCS. Uh, they, like, Sony did that, but they have no plans to make a car. But it was a showcase of like a design and be some of the technology. And honestly, that's probably the route they'll go is they'll just keep producing technology, which they already make cameras um, like audio systems. They have their hands in a lot of places. And I would assume Apple could do the same thing. They have a lot of good hardware. Um, and it, yeah, it's hard to say what they would do. It's annoying that all these Apple articles have these renders because this is hideous, and this is not what it would look like in the slightest. <laughs>
1: and
3: it's so annoying that they have, I, I don't know, people, I guess it's fun. People have fun making renders. Um, but what brought it back to the news is that Apple has been in talks with, um, what, Hyundai and Toyota in the past? Or maybe
0: it was Kia? Oh, and um, Magna. Yeah. yeah. interesting. Various Magna companies. Magna produces a lot of car. Uh, they're basically, you know, like Jaguar builds the i through Magna instead of yeah. having it done in their own dedicated factory. They would do a lot of manufacturing for companies.
3: But said and that all, would make
1: more sense for them. That's these, interesting.
3: All these manufacturers were not interested in the project.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, so, can, I can imagine Apple would be hard to work with. <laughs>
3: so Apple is now doing it on their own, in their own way, and instead just poaching people from other companies, um, which you know we all expected Apple to do it their own way. And I'd like to say and poke fun that they would like have their own proprietary car lightning connector, but Tesla already kind of beat them to the proprietary connector thing. (laughs) So I don't know what they're going to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of don't see why the world's most profitable and valuable company would get into an industry like Ben said that historically is very difficult to start up. I mean, you go into hundreds of millions of dollars of debt if not billions of dollars to that just to try and get it off the ground, get your car through safety, build the prototype, get it certified. I mean, I picture it more along the lines in the software realm, kind of like, you know, Android has their operating system in the new Polestar's and Volvo's. You might be able to see some Apple software, software in cars coming out. I think that would be really smart to do. Um, As a consumer, I would rather have, you know, someone who makes phones and phone OSs make the whole OS of a car because they actually know what they're doing instead of a manufacturer like Volkswagen, for instance, who has 1,700 departments all working on should this button be here? What should the shape of this button be? Um, So I think Apple would be better off in that sense. But the fact, like Jordan, you had mentioned that they've poached all these like AI and Tesla engineers for full self-driving and things like that. And autopilot is is definitely interesting. Uh, Maybe they'll release some kind of version of their full self-driving you can add to a car or something.
0: Now I imagine like the computer vision knowledge and the, machine learning and ai like there's a lot of overlap so i wonder how much of that they're hiring the people for their automotive experiences versus they're hiring those people because they're very good with machine learning and computer vision technology and, and you know with apple that has a million applications i i, I only think the lot like if i was apple the only reason i want to get into people's cars is to gain more, collect more data <laughs> collect more data i mean that's really how i view it like what do we have to gain from it? You know, they have the phone, but what if we are controlling how they interact and how they purchase and how they listen and watch in a car? And, you know, I think it's just like, they have this ecosystem they want you to be in because the deeper you are into it, the more product that they can provide you and the more valuable you become as an asset to them when it comes to advertising partners or for advertising their own programs and
1: products. I mean, you you never know, though. Uh, Apple does have plenty of money on hand. They might just surprise us all and release a car before Tesla puts a roaster out or a Cybertruck. So we'll see.
3: That would be funny. (laughs) I wonder what Apple's new car smell would be. Um, Because, you know, Apple products have a smell.
1: They all do. I was just going to say that. It
3: was engineered that way. In fact, this company put out a candle (laughs) to smell like it. Um, Which is funny because a lot of people who actually work in uh, Apple's supply chains were blind tested and couldn't tell the difference between the candle and an actual like opening of a MacBook. (laughs)
0: Um,
3: So that was kind of cool. And random tidbit because our next topic, so we have just a couple minutes left, but I'm going to rapid fire a couple things that I thought were just funny and I threw them on there. Um, Nissan has dedicated odor engineers to work on new car smell. (laughs) <laughs> I think this is great. This is a article no one's going to talk about. But I so now that I'm reviewing cars and like getting press cars, something I'm learning is that every manufacturer really does have their own smell and it's very specific. Yes. Like oh, I yeah. can I can get in a Volvo blind and be like this is not a Honda. Like it, <laughs> they're all it, so it's it's just kind of interesting that you know it, it's something that Takes engineering, it's not just like it comes out of the I factory mean, this way.
1: All older Volkswagens smelled like crayons, so I mean, I had to have been on purpose, <laughs> I'm assuming.
3: Yeah, so I don't know, I just thought this was really funny. And
1: as long as they don't engineer C7 Corvette odor, then we're fine. <laughs> I don't like the That's smell bad. of the scars,
0: <laughs> no Corvette smoke, please.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and then lastly, um, <laughs> so. The, there's been some delays on the Bronco, and apparently Ford dealers <laughs> are, or Ford suggests that dealers buy booze for unhappy Bronco buyers, which is hilarious.
2: Bad, I think that's the right target market for that. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, you're here, mad. Here's, here, Matt, your here's a fifth. Yeah, here's a yeah. fifth of Jack D. Here's some brandy, and uh, we'll see you next <laughs> week. Yeah, got a
1: so no my, the same <laughs> colleague who was thinking about buying the, or looking at the zero, his wife. He ordered a Bronco for his wife, and it's been all delayed. And they just sent him like a little Bronco, like diecast, like a pretty good, decent-sized one, as a thank you for being so patient with us. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I told like, him he needs to get his uh, Glenn Levitt or something.
3: Sounds like there's a thousand-dollar fund that dealers can use to buy gifts for Bronco customers.
0: So. <laughs> So that's, is it a thousand dollars per dealer? I imagine that's what I'm wondering. Wait, per customer, man, it. that would She's be like cool. wow, that's some goodies right there. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of booze. That's a nice bottle. Of- <laughs> You're gonna forget you ever ordered a Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, so that's a bummer. I imagine a lot of it is from the roof delays. Like they had issues with paint yeah. on their hard mm. tops. So that's that's what I'm kind of assuming happened. But I'm sure a
1: lot of people ordered the hard top and now they're all recalled. They're on delay. So the only Broncos you ever see in the wild are the soft top ones. So if you want your Bronco before your neighbor, just get a soft top. Just
2: get a soft top, man.
3: Yeah. They're all regretting it. Well, yeah. (laughs) Thanks, uh, everyone, for a great show, tuning in. Uh, We are on both YouTube and all the audio podcasts. So if you want to see the visuals we're talking about, definitely check us out on YouTube. And thanks again to our sponsor. EV wash. And again, that code for 30% off is out of spec 30 with capital O capital O capital S and um, be sure to get that. And they plant trees for products sold. Gotta love it. So thanks again for joining us. Our Twitter and everything is out of spec. My Twitter is Jordan underscore Schieffer. And we have Mike at M underscore Breeling. Ben Benji underscore OOS. And lastly, Austin on Instagram at Flywheel Films. Take care.